welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Colfer, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Legia. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm doing clear. I'm sounding clear. Maybe clearer to the folks at home now because I actually have a mic stand and a uh, mic popper thing, or I don't remember Pop what it is. Pop exactly. <laughs> Film mic filter, so you know it's actually coming close to my uh, mic. Hopefully, it doesn't sound as uh, hollow as it has in the last few episodes. You know, we're gonna we keep an upgrade and keep the show moving. You know, eventually, I'll have enough uh, enough shows under my belt to be able to just not even wear pants. You know, and, and the the goal is to just just do this in like a bathrobe and nothing else on. You know, that's just that's just the goal I'm going for at this point. There you go. You know, maybe, uh, you know, I update your your pay a little bit to where you can go the Will Ferrell route and just wear a bathrobe as you go to do this and, and be ready to go. But yeah, man, how's uh, how's uh, how's things been, especially now you've gotten some episodes under your belt and you are getting a little bit more comfortable. How are you feeling as you head into each episode now? Uh, each episode, I feel more comfortable in for sure. Uh Y- y'all might know I'm a little, little, a little bit long-winded in some of my explanations. A little bit, uh, you know, kind of like just almost uh, uh, just thinking on the fly and speaking on the fly. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the actual term for that is. Uh, but no, I'm not really writing or thinking with a thought because we do have notes in front of us. But sometimes, like yeah, I'll just be talking and an idea will pop into my head, and I'm just like, "Oh, hey, kind of. I didn't think about that before. That's not in the notes. Let me talk about that." But then it's you know kind of like off the cup at that point. And sometimes I'm better at it than others. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah, you definitely, I will say, um, because what you talked about, of course, I don't know what the technical term is, but of course, everyone always says, right, you fly by the seat of your pants. Well, you won't be able to do that anymore if you're wearing the bathrobe. I'm just saying that you you might need to wear pants just a little bit longer if you're going to I might to- I might give you some underpants. I'll give you some underpants when I do these stream of consciousness uh st- speeches, you know. Who knows? Uh, all right. Well, at least you'll be able to do that. But with everything out of the way, everyone, welcome to the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world, whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC. If there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you are listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast, because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. If you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or suggesting a topic for discussion, you can head on over to pressstartnews.net slash one more game. That is pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out the submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode. We've been saying this for every episode here on the February month, but going to add it again as we have two more episodes to make mention of it. You fans have helped us here at One More Game hit a milestone. We reached 1,000 listens on the podcast, and we accomplished that in under a year, which again, I know I say it every episode, but still mind-blowing to me that we did that so quickly. So to celebrate, we're doing a giveaway. One lucky winner will receive a $20 giveaway gift card to the platform of their choice all you have to do to enter is go to facebook instagram or twitter follow the page react and like to the post promoting this episode it is pinned on every single social media for instagram because they don't allow pins it is in the tagged story under under says giveaway so just click on that and it'll take you to the post uh tag two friends in the comments and then share your favorite gaming moment this can be any moment in your gaming hobby that you love and you just share it with us because we just want to hear about your love in the video game industry. Uh, All you have to do for all those things is just make sure, again, it is a gaming moment that stands out to you. You have until the end of the month, so February 28th, to do so, and you can increase your chances of winning by doing this on all three social media platforms. So again, at the end of it, you could have three entries to win the $20 gift card. And at the end of the month we will close out submissions and we will announce the winner on the march 4th episode of the podcast also to reiterate where you need to go on facebook it is www.facebook.com slash press start gamers that is g-a-g-a-m-e-r-s so press start gamers and on instagram and twitter it is www.insert social media name here.com slash press start 28 um also just want to make mention of it and you probably noticed it a little bit there 
I've been sick recently, and I'm still not feeling the best yet, so my throat might get a little scratchy as we are doing these discussions, and I might have to pause a little bit to try to clear it, which is what I was doing there, so please ignore that and just enjoy the podcast as we get through it. Uh, With that all out of the way... As I start every single episode, if this is your first time to the episode, the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy your visit and I hope you enjoy your stay. If you are returning for another episode, you already know what it is. We'd start every single episode talking about what we've been playing lately. So Pete, what have you been playing lately? So as the viewers at home or as the listeners at home, I should say, we don't, we don't have this on YouTube as of yet anyway, as of who yet. knows in the future, but, uh, as the view, as the listeners at home know, every uh, we do upcoming releases in every episode. Um, this wasn't even on my radar last week, but Infernax uh, was on our list last week, and it was available on Game Pass. It's also available on Steam. I believe it's available on a few others, a few other groups and um, uh, systems, I should say. And I've been playing a little bit of that because it was on Game Pass to give it a try. And uh, if you uh, it, it harkens back to like the old like platformer like you only have like three lives idea back of like the Castlevania or I'm ghosts and gob uh, ghouls and ghosts back in like the Sega Genesis and SNES era of gaming and it was it's a lot of fun it's also really difficult there is two modes of difficulty I'm a filthy casual so I took the casual mode but there's a harder one if you want. Where you don't even get like extra lives or anything like that. It's just one shot and you know, hope you don't die. That game has been pretty fun. It's uh I, I was kinda kinda leery of it because it has a when I when you open it up, it has a um it has a disclaimer, right? Because it's uh, saying like, hey, this is a little gorier than what you would uh, expect from a game because the, and the graphics are like really like pixelated and stuff like that, right? But um the game itself is like it's actually kind of brutal. Uh, when your character, the character, the main character's generic name is Alcador, but you can rename it to whatever you want. Uh, but uh, when he fights, he has a, like a uh, flail, and he when he swings it, and when he like hits things that have flesh and like blood flies out, it like kind of covers your character for a little bit. It's really kind of fascinating what the graphics do for you know an old like like I said Sega Genesis SNES level of like graphic style almost, but there's a lot of gore and blood. Um, when your character is killed, it uh, does like mortal combat levels of just like disembowelment and like decapitation of your characters. It's really kind of out there. Like it, it's shadowed. It's like black and red. So you don't actually see what happens really. But like, you can see like, there's like a creature that's like an eyeball that just like, it just runs right through your gut. Now when it kills you, um, when, uh, like a, one of the skeletons with the sword kills you, it like slices your head off and it's just like holding your skull, holding the shadow of your skull or head, like on the end of its sword. It's, it's really kind of wild, but like the gameplay itself is really entertaining. It's really interesting platformer style. Like I said, of the ghouls and ghosts and, uh, Castlevania of oh, the old days. So if you're looking for something that harkens back to the classics, uh, this game released on steam, at least on February 14th. Uh, yeah, I just checked also, for- just when I quick, sorry, and I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, it w- ended up being for Xbox Series, Xbox One, as you said, for Game Pass, uh, PS4, Switch, and PC. That's what it's out for. Nice. Yeah, uh, Switch is kind of interesting, <laughs> but I, I believe it would work re- really well on that system, too. It's just uh, not, not used to Nintendo having something uh, kind of as brutal as that. You wouldn't think of that, at least for me, anyway. Not that they don't usually have them games, but that's not usually what they're known for. So... Yeah, if you want something that's like a classic, like just old time, like platformer with uh, like knights and stuff like that, and like you know that kind of thing, this is the this is the game for you. This game actually was kind of a blast to play. I played it for like four or five hours at this point since our last uh, discussion, and really enjoyed it. So if you you got a chase uh, idea for that. Right now, it's on sale, ten percent off uh, as of this recording. Uh, the offer ends the 21st, so it's a little bit like that. It's 20 bucks normally. Right now, it's 10% off, so it's about $18. So you want to pick that up on Steam, you know, or you get on the Game Pass, you get that lucky, you just uh, try it out there. Go give it a swan, go and give it a whirl. There you go. Anything else you played? 
jamming out to some Magic the Gathering still. Just uh, uh, they have a format called draft, which basically like you know you pick the cards you want from a selection of cards and uh, build like a forty card deck. That's been fun. Uh, Genshin Impact just do- just uh, launched a two- version two point five, which uh, one of the characters that you've met recently, the Raiden Shogun, one of the Archons, which is like the the god of like the god or goddess of each region. Uh, this is the Thunder, the Lightning uh, Archon. Uh, her major story just uh, went through, and that was kind of interesting. And they also launched like her best friend, which is like this priestess called Yai Miko. Uh, so if you want to get the Gacha Gacha uh, characters, uh, her she's on the roll right now. So you know you can drop some money in that if you want. And I just really enjoy the that style. It's I guess it's more like Breath of the Wild style rather than Genshin Impact inventing it. But it's a, a fun and entertaining game. And so that's the other stuff I've been playing. Nice. I uh, don't think I've talked with you about it since it like first launched, but I haven't played Genshin Impact in like since I think week two or week three of the launch. And it's one of those games where I always want to get back to it because I really did enjoy what I played. But I also feel I'm at that point because it happens with like every gotcha game that I feel I'm so far behind and I'm going to need to do a bunch of like gotcha parts to catch up that I'm like, I, I, I think that wind has sailed. But Genshin Impact is always that game that I, I kind of love from a distance, right? Like I love what it offers and what it has and i love its art design characters like it that those are all like sing to me but i don't think i'll ever get back to it so i'm glad i'm glad you play it because i can still kind of like vicariously live through you and find out what's going on in Genshin impact well if you wanted a uh, conversation and trying to convince you to get back into it uh i'm probably not the person to do that because i would mostly agree with about everything you say like if you just want to have fun with it but if you're trying to like get in and get and jump uh jump on the boat jump on the river or whatever and uh just start playing with like uh people that have been playing like from the first um uh from the launch uh it's gonna take a while yeah <laughs> it's yeah. uh i mean it takes the most uh, addictive forms of the gotcha game genre and then the mmo genre which you know if that's kind of your thing you know if either one of those are your thing you wanted to give it a whirl but yeah it's gonna it's, there's a lot of hours uh there are a lot of hours and sometimes money if you really want to get into it involved uh luckily usually gotcha games you know you can complete most of the storyline and stuff with any group of characters that you have but yeah like playing with other people like if they've been playing for a while it's gonna be a minute yeah yeah i uh i definitely know that from just my short time playing it that it was definitely one of those if you quit playing uh you're you're definitely going to be falling behind fairly quickly oh yeah oh, um, yeah but for myself i uh, went back and I beat Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, this time with all the mysterious cards that I talked about on last week's episode. So I did get the true ending of the game, which I will say kind of gave a good feeling to the end versus the first ending that I received. So I'm I'm glad with it. I'm glad what I got. I went back because I knew that I wasn't going to invest the time to go do the other two the other two endings that I didn't get. And so I just went and watched those online, which I'm totally fine with watching them and what I saw because it was one of those both of them were not true endings and how it ends it definitely in those endings at least definitely comes across as you you didn't get the right ending. Like, it, it clearly in those two were like, this is not the right ending. My The ending I got for the first time made me feel like I actually got a good, like, a good ending. If I had not known that there was another ending, I would have been totally fine leaving it where it was. But getting the true ending made, did make me feel a little bit better about how the the end state of the world was when i when i walked away from it so really glad i beat the the i beat it and with the true ending in i think it was 17 hours so i think again for people that's two playthroughs and the second one i kind of blitz through it very quickly the only thing with that part just to it i guess pass along is when you do your second playthrough you can blitz through the game 
until you get to the final chapter. And then as soon as you get to the final chapter, you are now back to basically an equal playing level with everything that you fight from there on. Um, because the max level is 30, and so I had maxed all my levels on my first playthrough. And so once you get to that final chapter, it's like, okay, uh, all these characters are now not hard per se but they definitely are more difficult and then the final boss he is tough regardless so it's not one of those where you can just steamroll through to get the the final ending but was again happy with that getting that ending uh then i got home from there and was time to like okay what do i want to play next and i've actually been struggling a lot on what i want to play i haven't like been able to really feel like I want to play. I know I've mentioned like some other games that I've picked up and set aside and like Horizon Zero Dawn was one of them. I actually had a friend ask me, uh, Jeremy, did you finish this? And I was like, no, I, I shelved it. I haven't, I'm not, I don't feel like playing it. But what I did go back and play and I like am actually really hooked on it uh, up until of course my new game that I get next week comes out, uh, but is Returnal. I returned to Returnal on PS5 and I know that I said it was my game of the year last year, but I didn't beat it. Well, I am back into it. I finished Act 2. I am getting all of the pieces that I need to get to Act 3 and finish that. And I'm doing, you know, well, it's still a hard game. It's still tough. It requires a lot of, uh, you know, trying to figure out where things are going. But I do feel like my time away from the game actually made me better because I feel like I'm doing way better than I did beforehand playing the game. So again, Returnal is great. I don't want to spoil a whole lot with it, but just for those that don't know, Returnal is a PS5 only game made by Housemark, which at the time was not a PlayStation studio, now is because they were acquired by PlayStation, but it is a roguelike game where you die you start from zero having nothing you go through you do you fight all these creatures you really like level up your character through guns and equipment and find all these various things that you have to acquire some of them are going to be good some of them are actually going to give you like some part of a benefit but also give you a disadvantage as well those are actually called the parasites and so like they'll give you some kind of a boost or it might be for instance like oh your your dash comes off cooldown one second earlier but then the trade-off is you lose 10 percent of your protection and it's like you have to do this balance of okay do i want to take that one do i want to leave that one will it hurt me later in my run type of thing and and there's a lot of those things but then of course if you don't beat it in one sitting you die you start back over at level zero again and it's and you re go through and the whole point of it is to kind of hope that you get a good drop with items and guns and things of that nature but that you learn from each playthrough to where you can complete it all the way in one run so again i finished i finished act 1 like forever ago and i was stuck on act 2 i just could never get through act 2 well i just finally got through act 2 and now i have to do things to get act three and actually beat the game and um it's not a spoiler because of course it's a lot of people this is not like a main thing but one of the things you have to get is you have to get these fragments for a sun and i have three of three and so i just got to go grab the other earth i have four of four of six excuse me sorry i didn't know why i say three of three four of six and i have two left that i have to go grab and once i go grab those two then i can take the next step to actually unlock act three and finish it but it's it's a phenomenal game really really good but again it's ps5 only so those that have a ps5 go pick it up it is amazing uh, those that don't have a PS5, go pick up a PS5 and then pick it up because <laughs> it's amazing. Man, oh, yeah, let me just go and uh, just go find one of those. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's just on anywhere. every street corner, right? It yeah, is... you know, I mean, if you know the people to ask it is, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> they're just like literally tossing them. Like, I can't get rid of this PS5. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. Uh, it's impressive how, um, going back to your Eternal thing, it's impressive uh, how roguelike is really 
took the took a storm or stormed out of the scene in the last few years. Like Hades was big in 2020. That game was awesome. You know, you're just talking about Returnal, which is another roguelike. Like a lot of these are just like suddenly like sneaking into the area and just like you know, I mean, like oh hey yeah, uh, a lot of these uh, games that are roguelike. There's uh, several new genres in the last decade, like MOBA, auto battler, roguelike. I know roguelike's been around for a while, but it really doesn't seem like it's like a major thing up until like the last like five years or so. It feels like. I would say uh, to to go further, it, it really roguelikes haven't rose to prominence in my opinion until the last two years. Like Hades kind of helped really put roguelikes on the map, and I feel like Returnal took that a step further by being a major, you know, backed published game like PlayStation. You know, again, I know Housemark wasn't a PlayStation studio at the time, but PlayStation was backing that game it was a playstation game and i feel like that really put roguelites on the the forefront um and then death loop you know again not to cut you off but sorry death loop um is a roguelike-esque game that a lot of people of course had as a game of the year contender last year so yeah it, i feel like in the last two years or so even more yeah so. i mean you got slay the spire before that but yeah it's like not been that long and i mean i know moba's been around since like you know dota and league of legends and well, i guess technically warcraft 3 was like the kind of the predecessor of all that and then it kind of led to dota which led to and eventually league of legends and all that but like a lot of this stuff is just it's kind of interesting like how games just keep evolving like the yep. come up to the speed of you know how fast people want to play games are like oh i can only play for like 15 20 minutes today and like a lot of these games was like yeah okay we got you yeah, it's one of those, it's definitely, uh, and again, sorry, just to finish my first thought. Yes, it is definitely great to see genres continue to evolve and rise and come to prominence. And then just going to my last part, I know you said Slay the Spire, obviously, you know, being a roguelike. And as you said, there's many, many roguelites beforehand, like uh, Sheeran the Wanderer back on, I think, the first year in the Wanderer was on a Game Boy Advance, if I remember correctly. Like, roguelikes have been around for a long time. I, again, will just say rose to prominence when I talk about Hades because yeah, of how much fair. Hades was played and how that one garnered Game of the Year, you know, Yeah, that was, that was kind of the one where it's just like, oh, hey, this is the thing we can make money. You got, you, yeah. you were absolutely right about that. Then, I got you. I got yeah, you. and then PlayStation, of course, like, because Xbox never did it, Nintendo never did it, but then PlayStation was like, here's money, and we're now going to make this, re you know, roguelike, like our game was, uh, I, I think, in my opinion, a big uh, boost of confidence for the genre being like look even first party studios are you know getting yeah. behind this kind of a genre yep, yep, so, yep. yeah yep, all right. yep, yep. anyways with that all being said we have talked about what we've been playing lately for quite a while so let's get to our gaming catalog and it going to be talking about nintendo's doing nintendo decisions uh cyberpunk 2077 getting an update a horror game getting some changes and possibly ea blaming things uh in other games on uh, <laughs> <one>. battlefield <laughs> stuff uh, <laughs> but uh that, that one was interesting <laughs> yeah so anyways we are going to our first article here which as i said is nintendo doing nintendo things and we are going to polygon for this this is written by michael mcwarder and it is nintendo is shutting down wii u and nintendo 3ds eShop and frustrating fans and it goes as follows nintendo will close the online stores for its wii u console and nintendo 3ds handheld in late March 2023, the company announced. After those stores called the Nintendo eShop shut down, it will no longer be possible to make digital purchases for the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS family of systems. The Wii U and 3DS eShop closures also mean that game demos and other free content will no longer be available to download as of that date as well. And while that date seems far off, Nintendo will make it more difficult to purchase games and other content from the Wii U and 3DS shop in 2022. On May 23rd of this year, Nintendo will end support for adding funds to the Nintendo eShop account on Wii U and 3DS using a credit card. And on August 29th, it will no longer be possible to use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or 3DS Family of Systems, Nintendo said in the support notice. 
after the March 23rd shutdown, end quote, for the foreseeable future, end quote. Nintendo says it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and play games online on Wii U and 3DS. Now, why is this happening? Nintendo attempted to answer that in an FAQ posted alongside the support notice saying, quote, this is part of the natural life cycle for any product line as it becomes less used by consumers over time. Now, here's the part that we kind of want to get to, and then I'll pass it along over to you. Uh, of course, that answer is not sitting well with many consumers who fired back at the company on social media that the closure will have detrimental impact on many games availability. In addition to many native Wii U and 3DS games that are only available digitally or are prohibitively expensive in physical form, the eShop closures will also mean the end of virtual console on those systems. Nintendo's current implementation of offering classic games on Nintendo Switch comes in the form of subscription-based Nintendo Switch Online, which offers a meager number of NES and Super NES titles. Uh, and then to skip down to the FAQ, which uh, it deleted from the support site after the notice went live and fans called it out, said, quote, once it is no longer possible to purchase software in Nintendo eShop on Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, many classic games for past platforms will cease to be available for purchase anywhere. Will you make classic games available to own some other way? If not, then why? Doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase? Nintendo responded in this FAQ. Across our Nintendo Switch Online membership plans, over 130 classic games are currently available in growing libraries for various legacy systems. The games are often enhanced with new features such as online play. We think this is an effective way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, new and longtime players can not only find games they remember or have heard about, but but other fun games they may not have thought to seek out otherwise. We currently have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. To pass this along, the Wii U eShop currently offers 300 games, more than 300 games, on the Virtual Console. Of course, you have to pay for these. Uh, while the Nintendo 3DS offers over 190. So, with that said, Pete, first off, are you surprised that the uh, stores are going to be closed next year and then two what was your takeaway with the uh faq response that they are basically saying we're not offering these virtual consoles in any way so go back to your first one i'm not really surprised um gaming companies want to focus on their you know newer systems is uh want people to buy their newer systems so closing the wii u and nintendo 3ds stores i'm not like shocked by it that is a decision that I feel like a lot of uh, gaming companies would make. Uh, uh, so that doesn't really surprise me. Um, it is a little odd that they haven't updated, like what seems like they haven't updated the, like the Nintendo switch um, with some of these older classic games. It feels like this is like a really easy money maker that they could have just by like, Hey, here are three, these are all these games from our Nintendo and, uh, NES and SNES that you remember as a kid, these are like three to five bucks. You know, if you want to play it, uh, throw down some money. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people would do that. Uh, going, going to this, uh, this is this like the third or fourth time I'm reading this uh, question when you were reading the article with the FAQ that they deleted. And I was, I was kind of reading it and reading it now, it really sounds like this is written by someone who's like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to put this in here. Like the especially like doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games? <laughs> no, obviously they don't have an obligation to do that. No, no kidding. But, you know, it's a nice gesture to your fa uh, fans of your systems for, you know, uh decades, you know. <laughs> and I mean like a lot of people want to play that and it's just something you can make money off of. You know, I'm just a little that part uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that Nintendo Switch didn't have access to a lot of these games if uh they didn't uh they didn't say that. I mean, they do have the Nintendo Switch Online, as they said, as said in this deleted FAQ. And if you subscribe to it, you get 130 classic games. But I mean, like, you know, like it's kind of like cable, right? Like, all right, well, say the Switch, the Switch Online membership is like, you know, 10 bucks a month. And it's like, all right, well, I'm only playing like one or two games on there. Or it's like you got to pay for a year, like, a you know, say it's like 50 bucks for a year. And it's like, well, I only want to play two games. What if I just bought the uh pay the five or dollars for each of those and i guess that's that's the argument right to say like that's the way you should do it is just like well we're going to throw all these things at you and force you to pay for the full the full monty 
you know, and pay for everything, even if you're only going to pay for or play a couple or three or four of them, because, you know, that's how we make more money off of that. But, um, yeah, that doesn't, uh, it just, uh, reading this whole, uh, FA, this whole article they did in the first place, uh, it's just uh it's nice of them to like do this over a year in advance to like let people know like hey you know and they're even like forcing you to make it so if you want to use pay for it like after may 23rd you know you actually have to go buy cards for it right they don't just be like hey we're not taking your credit card anymore so i mean that's kind of nice of them i guess uh it does say here that you will be able to use redeem download codes i'm assuming that means like if you get a video game that has a download code and i mean like if you're fast enough, if there's stuff you still want to play on the Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS, you could still like, you know, uh, download stuff that you might have deleted at some point. Apparently, you don't have to worry about that. That's kind of cool. And they're still doing some updates. It said, I believe so. A lot of the stuff is actually like kind of like par for the course, but the the not classic thing, that one just like that seems like you could really do something with that. And to just decide you're not doing that, like, I don't know, is there like some kind of like, I, I guess maybe there's some kind of like uh like programming th- issue you might have uh, with the, like some of the newer systems and stuff like that. But it just, it seems like you could easily monetize that somehow. And you're just almost kind of like choosing not to, I well, guess I mean, I don't they know. are like, so that's, that's the problem. I will, I will cut, cut you off here. Uh, that is the problem that with this is that on Nintendo Wii U and on the 3DS, they are monetizing it. It's the virtual console and you can buy those games to play and as you said they're like you know i can't say exactly what the prices are but they're usually like 10 bucks or less and it'll be like a game like uh for 3ds let's just say um you wanted to get uh super mario world it's like all right cool let me go play super mario world i paid five bucks for it or whatever i cannot play it on my 3ds and when the nintendo switch came out people were like hey are you bringing the virtual console over to nintendo switch you had it on the wii you had it on the 3ds you had it on the wii u like bring it over to the switch a lot of people are excited to play this and play these things on the switch right especially with the fact that it is a a uh, hybrid system where you can play it on your tv and on the go and nintendo was like no no so but the here's this nintendo switch online down the road oh yeah we're adding some classic games to it but also as a nintendo switch online user which i have said here on the podcast and i will say it again i do think not for the nintendo uh, switch online plus expansion pack price but for the regular nintendo switch online price i feel like twenty dollars a year for a single person or if you have a family or a bunch of friends that you want to join uh join up as a family and pay technically less than five bucks for a year if you have the full eight people uh to do it is a is totally worth playing the online thing like that's just me personally online systems not great on the nintendo switch but for that price it is fine however i feel like and a lot of people do is that nintendo wants to update this free classic system that you can play uh the games with which by the way just uh for the record as well and i before people try to call me out yes i know you can't play sega genesis or nintendo 64 games with the base one you have to have the expansion plus but with that being said, uh, Nintendo barely updates that system with new games. And when they do, like thankfully at the Nintendo Direct, right, we got uh, Earthbound and Earthbound uh, the Beginnings game. Like, yes, those are great additions. But typically it is like some random obscure game that no one asked for. Like personally speaking, there has been so many games added on the Nintendo, uh, the NES and the SNES online library that are games that I was like, what even is this? I've never seen this. And this one, you know, looks is overly dated like it's one where yes you put it on the nintendo switch online yes it is free to play but like the game is so dated that like no one's going to play this unless they are a huge fan of this game and is like i want to relive this game because anyone else going to dive into it is like this is way too dated uh and i don't know the the full list on my uh off the top of my head but just that's the problem with this whole article is that they are saying you are closing the Nintendo 
uh, eShops for these two systems where the virtual console is the last like is where these are the last living eShops with the virtual console and then you come in and say we are not planning to offer this at all and that's the that's the the gripe um i'm not surprised by the move uh, as i said in my first question but i am surprised that they are saying we're not offering this because uh legacies matter and nintendo has a huge legacy with fans and things and we as a person who loves video games and in a sense collects video games like i buy a bunch of physical games uh i i feel like we should have ways to play it but nintendo saying we are not going to offer any way to basically get our old games um unless you want to play you know enormous prices uh is going to push people to go emulate games which nintendo is also like we're gonna sue the hell out of you if you go play our emulated versions of these games so it's like don't want you doing that yeah so like nintendo is literally just saying like you need to forget these games exist just period (laughs) forget it yeah and the the oddest one i think is like the switch it seems like a natural natural like progression from the 3ds to the switch the way the switch is constructed right like it's just mm-hmm. a like a thing you can just take around with you so a lot of these games like you think that you'd just be able to put it on there and going back to a, po- a point that you said like not only do they have uh not only do they have like a legacy they might have the biggest legacy out of like all gaming systems because they they've been there almost from the beginning, right? Like they're yeah. like, they started with the NES and now they're all the way here at the switch. Like no gaming company. I don't think is system wise is like lasted that long. Like, no, you know, they're definitely like, the oldest. Plus, yeah. Sony play started with PlayStation. Sega ended with, um, shoot. I think Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Okay. Good. I, I wanted to say Dreamcast, but I was like Saturn. Yeah. Saturn was first, right? Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast, like, Dreamcast was the last uh, Dreamcast, like, and then, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's weird, wild to say, but like Microsoft started with um, Xbox, and that's like just barely over two year, two decades old at this point. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like they they have the biggest legacy. They have this. It, it's kind of like uh, this is kind of on a, a little bit of a tangent, uh, but it's kind of like baseball. Like I don't feel like it's weird to say because they like talking about Babe Ruth and baseball, but they have like the biggest history to like kind of pull from, and I don't feel like sometimes they're really necessarily good at that. Um, and sometimes, uh, and I think Nintendo has that kind of issue too, especially like going off of this thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, we're looking to the future. I'm like, yeah, but a lot of your future games are going to be like Mario and, uh, you know, um, I guess not smash brothers. Uh, I, I mean, I could smash brothers too, but I mean, like they keep making those, but like Mario and, uh, uh, Luigi and Samus, you know, uh, those kind of games, uh, and it's just like maybe people want to go back and play the originals and stuff like that and see where the the procession of these games from their origin to now and you have all this history and stuff that people can play and they're just like uh kind of almost an arrogance of uh, arrogance of air of arrogance of just like nah man we don't need this nah it's fine we're just going uh, going forward and i i i imagine uh, i'm not a nintendo guy so i imagine um a lot of these games are on this uh thing that you're paying for this uh switch on nintendo switch online membership but i mean still it's just kind of like uh they have uh they have that and you know you mentioned it too they have access to like a lot of these sega genesis games that's a whole nother thing and like you know that's my childhood right and like you know and that might coax me to go buy a nintendo switch if i knew i had access to that and it's just kind of like well we're picking and choosing what games we're going to show you and it's like well what if those games aren't uh, the games that I I wanted to play aren't on there? It's just like you if you have access to these things, just use them, you know. Yeah. And maybe they eventually like after they say it that uh, they have currently have no plans, so maybe maybe they end up getting more plans, but who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just because of timing's sake, I do gotta I do gotta jump in, but I want to add uh, a couple of things real quick uh, before we move on. So first off, just to kind of give you an idea, Pete, because again, you don't have a switch, so we talked about that in the last episode so like you don't know exactly all the games that are offered on the nintendo switch online system but just to give you a couple uh names here of just games that got added for 
NES. Okay, first we're just adding NES. Uh, on May 26th, a Ninja Jajamaru, uh, Ninja Jajamaru Kun got added. Uh, Fire and Ice got added. Nightshade got added. Uh, Riger, uh, the Immortal. Um, and I'm going to go just give you one more. Uh, Journey to... Oh, no. Yep, that was that is uh, one that's an NA. Uh, Journey to... Uh, Silius, do you know any of those games? I have no idea any of those games. I've never heard of any of them. <laughs> yeah, um, and then of course, okay, so let's do the SNES <laughs> right now. Uh, starting, and I'm not giving just on the same date, but just kind of giving three times. Uh, so starting on July 28th, we have a uh, Jelly Boy. Um, there's this other Spanky's Quest. Uh, Joe, that, and- that's just a wild title. Ma- <laughs> magical drop <laughs> two uh let's see here what's another one uh prehistoric man um and tough enough uh do you recognize any of those no not at all yeah so that's my that's the biggest problem is this yep. basically like some of the games they get added you're just like what what is this this doesn't make sense uh and then just to really quickly add um so i totally understand right like for some people like myself included uh 3ds games especially there are a lot of great 3ds games that when the shop closes again you either have to buy a physical version that's really expensive or go to try to emulate and hope that nintendo doesn't come knocking at your door to try to sue you um so i get making those games accessible on switch is going to be uh, hard or troublesome because it is not two screens but again the nintendo eShop, at least with the virtual console that is easily transferable over where you could still make those the the sales and and purchases and things and it's not like people are trying are saying hey uh, we we want to emulate it like they are literally telling you Nintendo I want to pay you money to play these virtual console games please just let me buy these virtual console games so hopefully uh, Nintendo adds that at some point but we got to move on because we are going way too over on this one uh, we are going to GameSpot on this next article it is ready written by Eddie Muckich and it is Cyberpunk 2077's PS5 and Xbox Series XS update is out now with ray tracing 4k faster loading times that is actually the whole uh, headline anyways as part of CD Projekt's Cyberpunk 2077 video event that went this week uh, we learned that the PS5 and Xbox Series versions of the games went live right away uh, you can see the full 1.5 patch notes by heading over to their websites while a breakdown of what to expect in terms of gameplay and and changes and improvements uh, were detailed a bit below so I'm going to kind of try to do it very briefly because again we are actually really heavy Uh, so first there is a five hour free trial for cyberpunk 2077 for those that want to check out the game and haven't uh, don't have it yet Uh, and of course it gives you the 1.5 update progress from that trial will carry over to the full game so you of course can try it out and play it over there they showed off plenty of footage again showing off the new features like the ray tracing the 4k looking uh aspects dynamic scaling faster loading times visual and technical improvements things like that it also fixed a number of bug fixes with tons tons of other changes so including like reworking talent trees uh so if you um if you've already been playing, you can reset your perk points and redistribute them. Uh, there's also some DLC that is going to be offered. And for those that are looking to make some little love in the game, uh, there has been new love romance options for people to look into or expand it, I should say, uh, with players now able to more regularly send messages to potential romantic partners and successfully romancing someone will let you stay in their apartment as a safe house too. So again, there is more things there. I recommend you guys go check out this article. Article, but Pete, first off, because I'm actually curious, did you ever play Cyberpunk 2077? And then two, uh, what do you feel or how do you feel about this update finally coming out uh, basically over a year later? And two, in that same breath, uh, right at the same time as like a bunch of other like highly anticipated games are coming out. I've never played Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, that was during kind of like my down period of playing games. I was just... Uh, not really focused on a whole lot of that and i didn't really have access to it um i'm really interested in getting into it i've actually talked to a couple people today who were just downloaded the game and they haven't really like gotten involved in the like some of the higher aspects like to some of the, the scenes some notice some any of the changes really um uh at least that uh ob- that ob- obviously like some of the tech tree changes and stuff like that 
but they're really like high on it and as high on it, I think as they've ever been since the game was launched. Um, or at least before it was launched when, you know, a lot of the issues happened with it and caused uh, people to kind of get down on it. So I'm really actually interested in trying this game. Uh, it's on sale now on steam for like 30 bucks. So I'm looking at, uh, trying to pick it up. Uh, I reading through the patch notes is actually really interesting. Like they smoothed over the performance of a lot of the stuff, like the, the graphics and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, they got a five, five hour free trial right now. I mean, that's a good reason as any to jump in and you can mm-hmm. just continue on from there. Uh, you know, they did a lot of, uh, updates in some of the stuff. They changed some of the, one of the things that you can do in any game is to make your game and to make your game more fun is to take out the stuff that are, doesn't matter. And I like how they did that with some of the, uh, the, uh, the, the perks or whatever, the uh what they mentioned in the article one that's like oh you're undetectable underwater and it's like well i mean i haven't played the game but i imagine you're usually probably hard to detect underwater as it is as you're sneaking around and stuff so i <laughs> don't know why you would necessarily need like a special ability like that unless like there's like some kind of submarine aspect going on or like some of like uh underwater stuff so uh, like just making those things like and improving the not just qual- also making quality of life changes that they seem to have made with some of the stuff like uh, now you if you uh, shower or uh, rest and stuff like that in your apartment or your your romantic partner's uh, apartment if you want I guess I don't know bow chicka bow wow anyway uh, some of that stuff, like it looks like they're giving some quality of life updates with that kind of thing. And like, also like the cars feel more realistic and stuff like that. They're saying the cars like feel heavier, which I can only assume means that it's not just like, not like if you're driving a warthog in halo where you're, you just go off a cliff and it just flies across the screen or whatever like that. I assume they operate closer to what normal cars do. Like, it just sounds like a really cool game. And like, even when the game was like having its bug issues, like most of the people I talked to about the game, like they still sounded like they enjoyed the idea of it. Even with the <laughs> bugs, it's just the bugs would just like, cause in video gaming, you get so immersed, right? It's an, it's probably the most immersive form of storytelling because you are actually interacting with the environment and stuff like that. Even in like games that are just like side scrollers and stuff like that, you are a part of the story being told. And like, like the the biggest issue with the bugs were like it just jars you out of it. It's like oh yeah right this is a game. Whereas like in movies like you know you're just watching a screen a book you're just you're imagining what's going on but you're still just reading you're not actually interacting what's going on. In video games you are, and that was the biggest issue with the bugs right. So, but like people still like really enjoyed the game and the fact and I think it's obvious by the fact that they're still super like high on the game. There's like oh this patch has got a lot of changes and a lot of net positives for it. Like it, it, you can tell that the fans of the game are fans of the game. They really enjoy the game, and they real and I really hope for the best of them for them too. Like this game had a lot of press going in. It kind of I wouldn't say it like fault like failed, but it did kind of falter. And so both for the people that made the game and for the people that play the game, I hope that this uh, update really fixes a lot of the issues that people had and makes this for a really good experience. Yeah. Uh, so first off. Uh, I think I definitely said it on the podcast, but I haven't said it in recent episodes, so I'm going to just make sure it's known now. Uh, I did not like Cyberpunk, or at least I did not enjoy my time with it. Uh, Wow, I guess I didn't talk to you. Yeah, I only played it for probably four hours, five hours, and I just, it got... It bored me. It was not, it was not a whole lot of fun. I've always wanted to get back into it and see, giving it another go, will it, will it get to me and stuff, and so I hope that that is the case, but I do agree with you, uh, five hour free trial, go try it out, of course, you know, have fun with it, uh, I played it on PC, I of course am really glad that I switched to PC, because I originally pre-ordered it for PS4, wanting the PS5 update, uh, and of course, the, the old gen issues would have, like, really turned me off from this game completely, I didn't have issues on my PC playthrough, uh, besides trying to stream it, but, the game itself, uh, I think it's it's pretty, but the the hype heading into it really hurt, I think, for myself, because I wasn't super high on the game heading into it. Then I got caught up in all the hype right before its release, bought it, 
just ended up not really enjoying it. But I am glad that they finally got this update out and everything's uh, looking well. I did see people taking to Twitter and uh, social media off of this saying that it looks great on PS5. It looks great on Xbox Series. It's playing really well. So I'm glad that that is all there and that it seemingly has been fixed. But I do think for, you know, regardless, uh, this game's this game is definitely always going to have like that that's blacked eye the the tainted taintedness from its launch and how things got handled and of course with playstation pulling it from its stores for for a while because of it and everything so i think that's the case uh and then to answer my second question um i do think i know you kind of can't just hold it because if you hold it then you're forever waiting and the people who were really looking forward to it are always waiting but i did do think it's coming out at like a pretty rough time when you have again like it's a it's not a new game per se right so it doesn't have the new game feel even with this update but like you literally have elden ring about to release and destiny 2 about to release and you had you know horizon forbidden west that just released and then for fighting game fans you have king of fighters 15 you know for rpg fans you got monarch and you know uh, coming out and triangle strategy and all you know i mean it's like it just kind of feels like it's bad timing but again uh again you can't hold it forever so glad it's out and i hope that it's good uh and we will see where it goes uh but again we are extremely heavy so we are going to move on to the next article uh and pete this is one you're going to read so go ahead all right this is a article uh from ign it's from Ryan Dinsdale. Horror game Martha is dead to be modified on PlayStation, but not Xbox or PC. The physical PlayStation versions have been delayed as a result. The PlayStation version of the upcoming horror game Martha is Dead has be, has been modified. The PlayStation versions have been modified rather to remove certain elements, despite the original version launching as a nor- as normal on Xbox and PC. It's not clear what has been modified, but Martha is Dead is already notable for an unflinching look at graphic elements, even in its trailers. The announcement came in a tweet posted just 10 days before Martha is Dead launch. You can look at that tweet on the Martha is Dead, uh, the Martha is Dead actual Twitter feed. It was from February 11th. Um, jumping through, uh, developer LKA and publisher Wired Productions said that uh, they reg- they expressed regret at the change and the developer statement was prefaced with a warning that the game was always intended for adult audiences with qu- or quotations with play consisting of potentially discomforting scenes and themes that may distress some players uh close quotations they also say that it is with regret that as i said that the modified versions uh that have delayed the launch uh the physical launch on playstation versions you can still get those versions on digital if you wish uh but some of those elements because they've been uh modified on the ps5 and ps4 versions even on the digital versions are no longer playable the pc and xbox versions will be unaffected and will have full unedited gameplay as planned the reason why i'm reading this article is because i hate horror games i don't get any enjoyment out of that jeremy you do you've seen some of this stuff is it uh, my first question is were the modifications warranted for PlayStation do you think and what what is your uh feeling on the game itself being as horrific as it seems to be um so first for full disclosure uh I was offered a review copy of Martha is Dead I did not take it because i just don't have the time to, Howard, to do I say that, that as someone who doesn't um, i just i just don't have the time to to get through it and write a review and stuff so i just want to say full disclosure i got offered one but i haven't played the game myself yet i've just of course been following it it looks really interesting it looks really cool personally speaking i'm actually really intrigued by this game with that being said i of course saw this on Twitter and decided to do a little digging to just see what may be the reaction from other people and of course you know just doing my job as a journalist of seeing like all right I see the announcement what could have led to this decision and I did find one clip in particular that someone had posted uh, from a like playthrough on YouTube. Now it is not the actual you uh, playthrough on YouTube. It's actually someone watching that 
playthrough, but I did see the clip, and what I saw, I'm going to give a quick trigger warning. So for those that may want to skip this part, uh, just skip for about one minute because I'm going to try to keep it very brief. But a trigger warning, skip for one minute if you don't want to hear this. Um, but the part that I saw that, to me, it made sense on why something like this might be uh, changed is because it is a clip where you as the person, and I don't know if in Martha is Dead, if you're like the killer or just some psychological person, but it literally shows them taking a razor blade and like you are cutting the face off of somebody's skin like or cutting the skin off of somebody's face and it is literally like you drag the blade around one side and then you grab the blade with your other hand and then drag it across the other side and pull that off right and i just saw that and my first thought honestly was wait is this legit and then i like kept like watching it and was just like wow this is crazy that this is um in the game and I was like, okay, while I personally, as an adult, uh, as a, a person who's about to turn 30 years old, while I feel, of course, I'd be okay watching or playing something like this if it is warranted in the game like if it is not just in there for the shock and awe factor like it actually has a place in the game well i would be fine with it i can understand sony saying hey you know something like this may need to be taken out because it it is just a little too far it is it is something a step further than than we feel some gamers should take. I know that it's not the popular opinion. I know that's why, honestly, a lot of people are upset that it is being changed on PlayStation. A lot of people are crying censorship, and I get that to an extent, but I understand it. I also understand, of course, from Xbox and uh, PC standpoint of not making those changes because... Again, it could be just part of the game, part of what they are trying to um, hand out to their their gamers and that people understand as an adult that we should choose, of course, if it is something that disturbs us, don't play it at all. And if it is something that you are fine with, okay, go ahead and play it. But um, I just think that definitely uh, Martha's Dad is always uh, – marketed itself as an adult game an adult only game type of thing it is really geared towards adults it should not be played by younger people and then from that i also uh think that sony is in the right for trying to make a change like this if that if they just feel like it's not where they want to be they should make that change sony is um absolutely within the right to uh, request changes for any game uh, or just say like it's not going to be on our system uh, I do want to add to the article I missed this uh, on the first reading that uh, Martha's Dead is, will be released digitally on PlayStation 4 and 5 and Xbox and PC on February 24th the physical Xbox versions will also be available that day PlayStation versions will be delayed hopefully according to the tweet only for a few weeks um, but going back to the statement yeah um, like, I, like we said Sony is totally within their right to decide what they want to do and what edits they want to make. And honestly, by the way you were describing that, like if it doesn't have an adult only rating, it probably should. I don't even know if an adult only rating is a thing that they allow it. They really do anymore. Like maybe they change that, but man, that was pretty gruesome. Just listening to the description personally. Um, so I'm definitely would not, uh, get into that. Um, it, it's interesting because you could have like an, uh, you can have like an argument of like, Oh, well, Xbox is for more adults. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, maybe it's the company's like, that's not a thing we stand for. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. like that's something they totally are allowed to make a change for. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm more open about like people. I want more voices and I want people to tell the stories they want to tell, but you know, the, the companies are the ones with the money and some, you know, they're like, Hey, I don't want to shell dole out the money for this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, I, it, I will say, uh, just to just to 
add real quick is when I looked at this, I saw a lot of people going, well, hey, what about this game, right? And some people were like, oh, so you want to make changes to this? You want to make them do changes, but you didn't make changes to Cyberpunk 2077, or you didn't make changes to this horror game where there's this bad thing happened. And the thing that you have to keep in mind, right, is everything is a case-by-case basis. Nothing has a broad you know brush stroke that is we are not going to allow this right it's it's just how it is and just i think again we haven't played the game i haven't played the game i got offered a review code maybe i would have better insight if i did accept it and be able to tell you yeah it's warranted in the game like it makes sense in the game or no it's it's just in there for the shock and awe we might know that if i had taken that code but because we don't all we can go off of right now is sony clearly saw something that they were like we think something should be changed about this they didn't tell them you're not publishing this game on our platform and they're also not saying you have to remake everything again they said that they're uh you know they had to of course make some changes like and we don't know how much changes how little changes what is it if that scene will still be in there that i just detailed right i was about to say like the scene that you said might not even be changed yeah but there there clearly was something that sony was like we we just feel more comfortable if you make a slight change and we'll see what it is and again if you want the unfiltered you know completely as it was game you still have xbox and you still have pc sony is still not watch telling clips you, of it too yeah exactly sony is not telling you this game is barred and can never be played on our console there are just some slight changes and that's just what i have to do so yeah we'll we'll of course see how that goes um With that all being said, uh, we are actually extremely heavy, so we are going to drop our other stories and just go right to the upcoming release of games. When is Martha is Dead coming out? Well, that actually is coming out on Thursday, but if you are not a horror game like a fan like my buddy Pete, then you need to know about other games that are coming out, so I'm going to tell you all about them right now, and it starts with today, Friday, February 18th, we have Super Toys Cars Super Toy Cars Off-Road for Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC, Rover Mechanic Simulator for Switch, Horizon Forbidden West for PS5 and PS4. On Tuesday, February 22nd, Ghost for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Monarch for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Soul Cresta for PS4, Switch, and PC, Blueprints for PC and Mac. I want to give a quick disclaimer. Uh, it says on Steam that the game actually comes out in December. However, Blueprints has on their website, it is February 22nd, so we went with that, Uh, but keep that in mind. Uh, Anyways, Wednesday, February 23rd, we have Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster for PC, Edge of Eternity Cloud version for Switch. On Thursday, February 24th, we have Variable Barricade for Switch, Ghost on the Shore for PC, Never Alone Arctic Collection for Switch, Martha is Dead for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Never Alone again on Switch. Uh, Friday, November 25th, Tormented Souls, PS4, and Xbox One. Altelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream for PS4, Switch, and PC. Elden Ring for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Grid Legends for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And for those that did the reservation right away, you can go and buy your Steam Deck starting February 25th. Pete, any of these interest you? Well, besides the big name ones, you know, the Horizon Forbidden Wests, the Destiny 2s, the Steam Decks, the Elden Rings, even Martha is Dead. Uh, Soul Cresta looked like a really cool, like, uh, old uh, shooter game, uh, like, aircraft shooter game from, like, uh, the the SNES uh, Sega Genesis era. That one looked kind of dope. Uh, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy, just basically in all forms. Uh the Never Is Alone collection look kind of dope. The, the places I want that, and I hope this play blueprints is like actually comes out on Tuesday, February, <laughs> Tuesday, because looking at that one, that one looked kind of interesting too. Not gonna lie. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time collectively trying to figure out if this game was yeah, actually yeah. coming out or not. <laughs> I was like, oh, at least a good thirty minutes of ball, like in both our parts, just like, are we sure? Are we hundred percent sure? We're just like, we'll put a disclaimer on there, but yeah, we're pretty sure. What with the disclaimer? But again, their website has it for February twenty second. Everywhere or February, yeah, February twenty second. Everywhere else has it for February twenty second. But Steve says December 
December 2nd. <laughs> so it's like yeah, something's not right. <laughs> yeah, some somebody messed up somewhere. We'll well I guess we'll find out on Tuesday when it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um for myself, Monarch, I have uh I have it pre-ordered. I have the limited edition pre-ordered, which I will have an unboxing video of the limited edition up on my YouTube channel once that actually gets here and ready to go. If you want to check it. it out, if you want to check it out, yeah, go ch- watch it. If you want to check out the game yourself though, there is a demo that you can play. It is the entire first chapter. That progress does carry over to the full version. I'd recommend a lot of people check Check it out because it is really cool. It is basically a dark uh, Shin Megami Tensei-like game, but with a free-flowing tactical combat. It's pretty pretty fun. Uh, and then Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is, uh, is one, of course, that I love. Final Fantasy VI, so I do want to grab that at some point just to to continue to show it. And then, of course, as you said, Elden Ring. Uh, but I do gotta ask you real quick before we kind of wrap up the show: is I know that it, this is the cloud version of it but you haven't said it since you said you were going to go check it out did you ever check out edge of eternity on the game pass i have it downloaded on game pass i have not actually played it i'll fire it up right after this just because you're calling me out on it i am calling Make you feel out any better it. and i'll report back to you on the next episode sounds just good because you asked about it <laughs> sounds uh, good this ended up taking up more of my time than i thought might have happened plus the you know Probably putting too much time in a Genshin Impact and Magic the Gathering, you know. Hey, I'm not going to say that that's not part of the problem. If you enjoy it, it is not putting too much time into it. So I'm that totally is gaming in general, it. my friend. That is gaming <laughs> in general, and this podcast. Let's be honest. Exactly. But anyway, uh, that's all that I have for the episode. Pete, is there anything you want to pass along for our listeners before we wrap it up? Have a good weekend. Uh, we just got winding down here with the Super Bowl. Uh, that's another thing I want to say. I moved out in LA in January 2020, and since then, LA has won a World Series, an NBA Finals, and a Super Bowl. And I am absolutely taking credit for all of that. That is all me. None of y'all. None of the teams. Not LeBron. Not anybody. That is me. LeBron came in 2019. They had to wait until I got here to win an NBA Finals. So I don't even care anymore. I'm there taking you go. for it. So, so I want to just say, uh, Isaac, when you hear this episode, uh, thank Pete for all of your team's winning trophies. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> yeah, damn right. It is all Pete. Uh, and then actually one other thing before we wrap it up, because I did forget to mention this. Uh, the game Ghost that comes out on Tuesday, February 22nd. That is an FMV or a full motion video uh, game. So in the oh, likes wow. of like Erica and uh, Night Trap back in the day. But if you do pick it up, Please keep in mind, because this is actually like built into the game's code, the game only works at 10 p.m. at night and uh, in your local area. So 10 p.m. whenever your time is. So uh, if you want to play it, then you're going to have to boost your time up to 10 o'clock. But I'm going to keep my eye on it because it sounds really cool in concept. I want to yeah, see. The trailer was really interesting when I watched it. I don't think I'll pick it up, but when I'm watching it, that was actually kind of cool the way they set it up. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eye on that. I probably won't pick it up like you said, but I'll probably watch some playthroughs of it because it, it just seems seems interesting. But that is all that we have here for the One More Game Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the One More Game Podcast. We've really enjoyed bringing this to you. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Leisure. And as I just said, we enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. As always, everybody, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.